Hey guys, it's your man Mike D once again, and we're going to take a slightly different approach today as it relates to eating. The foods we eat do affect our mental health. How many believe that? We're going to take a look at the five back-to-basic food groups we learned about as little people. All right, guys, we're going to get into that five basic food groups, five basic food groups. If there's one concept health researchers have come to agree on, it's this. What you eat matters. Although they don't always agree on what constitutes a healthy diet, medical experts have long understood that while certain foods can help to improve your physical well-being, others have the opposite effect. Do you remember learning about the food groups in school? You may have been taught using the food wheel or the food guide pyramid. Well, kids today learn about the food groups as they should. Now that back-to-school season is here, the nutritionists are offering a back-to-basics refresher lesson on the food groups, as am I. The cafeteria at schools are doing a better job today than they did, say, 20, 30, 40 years ago as it relates to school lunches, right? It makes sense because the composition, structure, and function of the brain are dependent on the availability of appropriate nutrients. People with specific mental health conditions including epilepsy, depression, anxiety, uh, faintings, and of course, obesity, need to alter their diets in different ways. So as we go through these five groups, keep in mind that maybe you need to change your diet. Maybe your diet is working okay. Maybe you're not getting enough. Maybe you're getting too much. So we're going to look at a little bit of that. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to ascertain the five food groups as it relates to mental health and physical health. The five food groups are fruits, vegetables, grains, protein foods, and dairy. 2020 Dietary Guidelines for Americans emphasize the importance of an overall healthy eating pattern with all five groups as key building blocks plus oils. While oils are not a food group, they are emphasized as part of a healthy eating pattern because they are of a major source of essential fatty acids and vitamin E. Each food group includes a variety of foods that are similar in nutritional makeup, and each group plays an important role in an overall healthy eating pattern. Some of the foods and groups are broken down further into subgroups to emphasize foods that are particularly good sources of certain vitamins and minerals. For example, the subgroups within the grain group encourage whole grains, which provide more fiber, magnesium, and zinc than refined grains. As nutrition science has progressed over time, scientists have discovered vitamins, minerals, and other components that make up our foods, and surely there are more yet to be discovered. Food groups simply dietary recommendations focusing on food instead of nutrients. It's much easier to try to eat two cups of fruit a day than, say, uh, let me take a wild guess here. Uh, How about uh, 75 milligrams of vitamin C or 25 grams of fiber, right? The USDA food pattern provides the recommended amounts of each food group and subgroup at 12 different calorie levels, ranging from 1,000 to 3,200. By eating the recommended amounts, the individual can meet their nutritional needs, yay, without having to track down dozens of uh, individual nutrients, as some do. 
the USDA food patterns specify targets for each food group and cup equivalents for fruits, vegetables, or dairy, and ounce equivalents for grains and proteins. Each pattern also includes a limited number of calories, say anywhere between 8 and 19%, that can be used in other ways, such as small amounts of added sugars and saturated fats. Americans are encouraged to choose foods in their most nutrient-dense forms as often as possible to keep added sugars and saturated fat intakes below 10% of total calorie intake. That suggests fruits, two cups, vegetables, two and a half cups. Um, Choose a variety of colorful, fresh, frozen, or canned vegetables, which can be added to that. It doesn't always have to be uh, fresh out of the garden, although that is a lot better. Then we get into the grains, which are six ounces, and the protein, which are five and a half ounces. But then the dairy goes back up to three cups, okay? So a quick sample of groups. You have, say, fruits. Uh, The subgroup of fruits would be whole fruits or fruit juices. Vegetables would be a group. Your subgroup would be dark green vegetables, red or orange vegetables, beans and peas, uh, your grains, your whole grains, and your refined grains. While your daily intake amounts listed in terms of cups and ounces may not actually translate to cups or ounces for the foods you are trying to eat, This is because some foods are denser than others and some have more air and contain more water. For example, in vegetables food groups, one cup of raw spinach and a half a cup of cooked spinach both count as one cup equivalent because they have the same nutritional value. Cup equivalents and ounces equivalents help you understand the different amounts of foods from each group that you should eat. Did you know fiber is a type of carbohydrate that your body cannot digest? It is found in many foods that come from plants, including vegetables, beans, and peas. Eating fiber-rich vegetables can help prevent stomach and or intestinal problems and lower cholesterol. Do you wonder how many vegetables and fruits you should eat at a meal? Well, look at your plate. Vegetables and fruits should fill up one half of the dish. Sounds simple, but I don't believe that we are consuming enough. What about your vegetables or your proteins? Are you confused about whether to count beans and peas as vegetables or protein foods? Consider these as vegetables. If you regularly eat meat, poultry, and fish, count them as proteins. If you are a vegetarian or a vegan, or if you seldom eat meat, poultry, or fish, add those beans and peas as vegetables or your protein foods. For individuals who choose dairy alternatives, fortify soy milk and yogurt, which have calcium, vitamin A, and vitamin D added. These are included as part of a dietary group and have nutritional content similar to dairy. A cup of soy milk with soybeans scattered around it. Other plant-based milks, for example, almond, rice, coconut, oat, and hemp milks, which are all pretty popular these days, may contain calcium, but are not always fortified with the vitamins and minerals present in dairy. Look out for added sugars in dairy alternatives. Reading the labels can help you choose unsweetened or low sugar options in your dairy selections. Now, you know, it's when we are children, we don't always make the best healthy choices when it comes to food. But healthy eating as you age, you need to know your food groups, your cup and ounce equivalencies. The brain's dependent on the availability of some of these appropriate dietary supplements. 
Making smart food choices is an important part of a healthy life and aging. Understanding the different food groups and how much of each should make up your diet can help you form a healthy eating pattern over time. Also, suggestions for how to fit occasional treats in your healthy eating pattern. Say, chocolate bars, things of that nature. Okay, I know. A lot of folks say sugar, sugar, sugar. It's important to get the recommended amount of each food group without going over your daily recommended calories. Keep in mind the amount you should eat to maintain your weight depends on your age, your sex, and level of physical activity, which is not always taken into account. That's very important, guys. All right, let's look at the main food groups then. Let's start with vegetables. Vegetables come in a wide variety of colors, flavors, and textures. They contain vitamins and minerals, carbohydrates, and are an important source of fiber. The vegetable group includes dark green vegetables, red and orange vegetables, starchy vegetables, and your beans and peas. Dark green vegetables include, say, your broccolis, your collard greens, your spinach. And, I, you know, I've never really understand this, but I kind of get it now. And that is kale. I've been in the food industry for about 18 years, and we always use kale as a garnish. But now, kale is the vegetable, right? Um, you have your red and your orange vegetables, including acorn squash, your carrots, your pumpkin, tomato, sweet potato, Say starchy vegetables include your corn, green peas, white potatoes. Other vegetables include eggplant, beets, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, celery, artichokes, green beans, and onions. Okay, beans and peas, they include your black beans, garbanzo beans, chickpeas, kidney beans, soybeans, and tofu. And these can also be counted in as protein food. How about fruits? Fruits bring color, flavor, and important nutrients to your diet. There are so many choices. Citrus fruits like oranges, grapefruits, different kinds of berries, fruits that grow on trees, such as apricots, cherries, peaches, and mangoes, and others like figs, grapes, and pineapples. According to the dietary guidelines, older Americans generally do not eat enough Fruit. Adding more fruit to your diet can have significant benefits for your overall health. That's important, guys. Fruits like vegetables contain carbohydrates and provide extra fiber that helps keep your digestive systems moving. For even more fiber, eat fruits with the skin on. Just make sure you wash all fruits thoroughly before you eat them. 100% of fruit juices also counts toward this category. A lot of folks stray away from it because of the sugar content. But make sure you read your labels. At least half of the fruits you eat should be whole fruits. When purchasing, say, frozen or canned or even dried fruits, choose options that are lowest in added sugar. You know, to be quite honest, I struggle with fresh fruits, man. I tell you, it always has been a problem with me and some fresh fruits I have been allergic to. But I'm actually drinking a smoothie right now. And in that smoothie, it contains red grapes, blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries. I also have pineapple, but I didn't include that in my fruit intake, which is a daily routine now. So I can't eat it fresh. So I throw it all into that blender, man, and whip it all up. And I just consume it by drinking it. It's just another alternative. How about grains? Any food made from wheat, rye, rice, oats, 
cornmeal, barley, or other cereal grains is a grain product. This includes bread and pasta, breakfast cereal, grits, tortillas, and even popcorn. Grains, along with fruits and vegetables and dairy, contain carbohydrates, the body's main source of energy. Find grains that are low in saturated fat and added sugar. Be especially wary of options labeled low fat, which can be high in added sugar. At least half the grain foods you eat should be whole grains. Whole grains provide iron and many B vitamins, and they have fiber too. So examples of whole grains include whole wheat, whole oats, whole bulgur, also known as um, cracked wheat, and whole cornmeal. Some grain products are refined. Some grain products are refined, which gives them finer texture and a longer shelf life, but remove fiber and nutrients. Most refined grains are enriched, which means that some nutrients are added back after processing. Examples of that refined grain products include white flour or degermed cornmeal, white bread, and or white rice. Now your proteins. Your proteins are called the body's building blocks. They are used to build and repair tissue and also help your body fight off infection. Your body uses extra protein for energy and older adults should try to eat a variety of nutrient-dense proteins. Choose lean, low-fat meats and Poetry. Keep in mind that you can also get protein from seafood, eggs, beans, nuts, seeds, and soy products. Protein from flat sources tend to be lower in saturated fat, contains low cholesterol, and provides fiber and other healthy promoting nutrients. Plant sources of protein such as nuts and seeds have different nutritional value than plant-based meat alternatives, which can be heavily processed and high in sodium, guys. The dietary guidelines recommend that you eat 8 to 10 ounces per week of a variety of seafood, not only for the protein, but also because the seafood contains omega-3 fatty acids, such as EPA and DHA, which are good for your heart. Seafoods that are higher in EPA and DHS include salmon, anchovies, and trout. These seafoods are also lower in mercury, which can be harmful than other types of seafood. And dairy. Consuming dairy helps older adults maintain strong bones and provide several vital nutrients, including calcium, potassium, and vitamin D. For your heart health, pick from many low-fat or fat-free choices in the dairy, in the dairy group. These give you important vitamins and minerals with less fat. Certain fortified dairy alternatives can provide nutritional content to dairy. Say a cup of yogurt, uh, one and a half ounces of cheese, shred some shredded cheese, of course milk, cottage cheese, and or puddings. Some foods are not in any of the main food groups. These include oils, which can be eaten regularly as part of a healthy diet, as well as an unhealthy fat, sugars, and calories from drinks, which should only be consumed occasionally. There is no recommended dairy intake amount in cups or ounces for these products. Limiting, though, the calories you consume from this category can help keep you healthy and your habits on track. Oils are high in calories, but they are also an important source of nutrients like vitamin E. For older adults, the daily allowance of oils range from 5 to 8 teaspoons, depending on activity level. 
oils contain monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats, which are healthy fats that give you energy and help the body absorb certain vitamins. Measuring your daily oils can be tricky. In knowing what you add while cooking or baking is one thing, but oil is naturally a part of some foods. Foods such as a medium avocado. It has three teaspoons of oil. How about four large olives have half a teaspoon of oil? And peanut butter has two teaspoons of oil. And that's a tablespoon of peanut butter. So in general, try to use oils instead of solid fats such as butter or lard. I know, guys, it's a tough one, which are high in saturated fat. Saturated fats occurs naturally in some foods, but... They are also added to foods such as baked goods and potato chips. The two lower saturated fats in your diet eat low-fat or fat-free dairy products. Choose cuts of meat with less fat and remove the skin from the chicken. Reading the nutritional facts label can help you keep track of how much saturated fat you consume. Yeah, I know. I'm still thinking about that good old fried chicken with the skin on. Hey, limit the consumption of foods high in added sugar, which include sweetened cereals, highly processed snack foods such as cookies and cakes, the dairy desserts, and many items marked as low-fat. Reading the ingredients list to see if the food you are eating has added sugar. Some key words to look for, brown sugar, corn sweetener, corn syrup, fructose, and high fructose corn syrup, and dextrose. Although many beverages can be a part of a healthy eating pattern, some add calories without adding nutritional value, and you should avoid them. Beverages that are calorie-free, especially water, or that contribute beneficial nutrients, such as a fat-free and or low-fat milk at 100% juice, should be a primary beverage you consume. Drinking coffee or tea barely provides any calories unless you add sugar or cream, which are not nutrient-dense and should be consumed in moderation. Be cautious when ordering drinks from coffee shops because these are often loaded with extra sugars and fat. Sweetened beverages. Examples of beverages that often have added sugars are sodas, fruit drinks, sport drinks, energy drinks, and sweetened waters. Most sweetened beverages do not contribute to meeting food group goals and often contain a high number of calories. Alcohol. Alcohol is not nutrient-dense and is not part of a healthy eating pattern recommended in the dietary guidelines. If you consume alcohol, do so in moderation. Defined as one drink or less a day for women and two drinks or less per day for men. Calories from sugar, saturated fats, and drinks can add up very quickly. As these foods provide no nutritional benefit, they should only be consumed on occasions and in limited amounts. A diet rich in fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and lean proteins can help to improve overall mood and general feelings of happiness, guys. 
life is happiness. It can also reduce symptoms of depression and stress. Medically, cutting back on carbohydrates and focusing on calories from protein and fat reduces the frequency of seizures in children with epilepsy. Not getting enough of a specific nutrient can affect your mental health as well. A deficiency in vitamin B12 leads to fatigue, lethargy, depression, poor memory, and is associated with mania and psychosis. When pregnant women don't get enough folic acid, their children can have a developmental problems, and those children are more likely to develop depression as adults. And not getting enough niacin can lead to dementia, diarrhea, and itchy skin. There's a clear evidence that diet has an effect on cognitive function later in life. Evidence shows that the Mediterranean diet, which focuses on whole food and lean proteins and cuts out processed foods and sugars, is associated with higher levels of cognitive function later in life. And that diets high in sugar and fat lead to cardiometabolic diseases, which have negative effects on cognition. The foods that we eat do affect our moods, feelings, and cognitive functions. A diet focused on fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, and whole grains can help boost mental health. And specific supplements and diets are proven to help with certain mental conditions. All right, guys, we come to the end. I just want to share a little information about this uh, nutrition. The USDA Center for Nutrition Policy and Promotion, you can call. That number is 703-305-7600 or www.fns.usda.gov forward slash CNPP. USDA Food and Nutrition Information Center, National Agriculture Library, 301-504-5755, F-N-I-C at ars.usda.gov, the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases, 800-860-8747 or 866-569-1122. H-E-A-L-T-H-I-N-F-O at N-I-D-D-K dot N-I-H dot G-O-V. And the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, 301-592-8573. N-H-L-B-I-N-F-O at in hlbi.nih.gov. Thanks, and until the next time.